Welcome to every album member with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour. I'm joined as always by my lovely, wonderful co-host, Alexander Volts. Even in the apocalypse, please say hello. Hello. Forever. Hello forever. This is every album of the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That is a new discography, more or less, per episode. And today we are talking about the mighty ISIS. Yes. Yes. Not the uh, terrorist organization. Shut up. No, no. Fuck. No. They, they, <laughs> no. These guys were first. Fuck them. Copyright infringement. They were first. I want to scream right now, dude. I want to scream for excitement. I, uh, yeah. Oh, fucking love ISIS. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> before we fucking jump into that, if you like us, want to support us, please, for the love of God, please support us. Please tell a friend or subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, fucking Stitcher, whoever the hell uses Stitcher, whatever. We're all over the place. Please, for the love of God. Subscribe, tell a friend. And uh, if you want to chew on some more ISIS after the episode, please check out the Spotify playlist that we put together. There should be a link in the description of wherever you're listening and watching, as well as everyalbumever.com. Everyalbumever.com has links to all the bullshit, and there's like a there's a playlist associated with every single episode. So, uh, And this playlist will be five hours long. And that's because it has five songs on it, because every song yeah. is an hour, got a fucking hour long. Uh, okay. Uh I like this band. <laughs> I think that's probably safe to say. Are amazing and uh, way ahead of the at the time ahead of the the game. And to me, this totally changed uh, heavy music. Mm-hmm. So for uh, this is like a, we've been doing kind of like a, a zigzag of like really well-known names and names that no one's ever fucking heard of. So this is probably like in the middle. If if you're into underground ulti music, you probably have heard of ISIS, but if for everyone else in the world, give us a little, little glimpse. Yeah, they, uh, so I would say started making no pun intended, started making waves in 2002. And uh, this off from the races, they're just so influential with the the sound they created. Um, To me, like Mastodon, and I love Mastodon, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, they get a lot of credit for uh, creating this like watery, these watery guitar sounds, but that wasn't possible without ISIS. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ISIS, I get, I mean, they're probably closer to like label, not label, um, genres that could be described using any kind of post label, post metal, post thing. I don't know dick about post music unless it's like post punk, I guess. Cause like, yeah, they're metal, but like, but but I guess metal, <laughs> there's a lot more to it. Yeah, they have more in common with a band like Godspeed or Explosions in the Sky than they do a metal band yeah. uh, or metal a traditional. Go on. Oh, I got you like a traditional metal band, but their peers like Mastodon and Neurosis make mm-hmm. make sense for what they do. They make their metal in the sense that they're fucking loud and heavy, and there's a lot of <laughs> involved in the music for the most part. Uh, but in terms of the writing and in terms of the way they arrange stuff, it's like just really, really intricate post rock stuff, <clears throat> especially as they go on in the career. 
um, just, that just happens to be very fucking brutal. It's a uh, if you like loud music, this is like is and it's funny because it's not exactly brainy, it's not mathy, but it's it's still super complex. Um, and I I try to find that to I don't know, it's just more pleasant to me to, than anything kind of like. I don't know, Dillinger shit, where it's just, you know, oh, yeah. it's all over the place. And it's it's still interesting and, and cool and really com- you know complicated. Uh, but these guys, I don't know, man. There's, there's something really pretty about ISIS. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, guitar player slash vocalist, Aaron Turner, is this a genius. I've been um, told he looks and sounds like a god. <laughs> He currently <laughs> looks like a caveman, which is fine. That's godlike in uh, some cultures. It is. But um, he also created one of my favorite record labels, Hydrahead. So they put out so much good stuff that, like, by Daughters, Big Business, Cave In, Boris, all the perfect all bands. The, yeah, all the perfect bands. Yeah, okay. uh, at, I would say, yeah, almost every. Uh, every band that Hydra had worked with was very interesting. So, mm-hmm. uh, what's your backstory with ISIS? How'd you get into them? Um, through Mastodon. Cause I, you know, like everyone else, like loved Leviathan and loved the way it sounded. And I, I read someone do the, well, the, the comparison I did where, well, ISIS kind of did it first. Obviously Leviathan is it's, its own thing. Mm. And I was like, interesting. So I went and I listened to it. It was like totally blown away and different band, different fucking band, different, Come different band for yeah. sure. And then I don't even count that. I saw them live. I saw them open up for tool, but mm-hmm. I was in obstructed seating and okay. I was, I was pissed off. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't, it's funny because like I, I have no idea how I got into ISIS. I have no I don't remember. Like it wasn't <laughs> and it wasn't long ago. It was like fucking three years ago or something, maybe longer. I don't remember exactly. Uh I don't know when they broke up, but it was definitely after they broke up. And uh I it was like a whole phase. It was a very it was like a very summertime phase where I was mm-hmm. just listening to everything over and over again. And one thing I will say about this band is as much as we like them and as much as I love them, I wouldn't i can't recommend them to people who are not patient music listeners uh they don't gratify you this like there's the songs are like fucking 20 goddamn minutes i'm exaggerating like 10 minutes mm-hmm. but uh it is all about the build-up they're the kings of build-up in all of metal i feel like yes they uh constantly progressing every album to the point of almost perfection mm. i feel like mm. what which we'll we'll get into on yeah. each one uh what other i'm trying to think of something more to say before we jump in each album but like, like um this is gonna be one where this is a pretty specific band like uh if you don't like shit out the gate probably not for you i would say like i don't feel well, like like if I don't feel like a lot of the albums down the road are going to convince people who are immediately turned off by the first album. Like as much as they go I, crazy places and I think they, they get way better as, as they go along. Yeah. There is a pretty, 
man, like that foundation, if you don't like that foundation, move the fuck on, I think. I I kind of disagree, but we'll wait until uh, we get into that. Uh, yeah, in, into the album. But before that album, they did put out uh, four EPs between 98 and 99. Um, and I listened to those. And the, the demos are just like sludgier, angrier, ISIS. There's some interesting things like a song called Catalyst that has like a, a galloping beat. And guitar riff, which ISIS does not do? not known yeah. for. <laughs> That's very thrash. Um, Dude, like I, that, you said, four EPs. Yeah, I didn't listen to the EPs because I'm a jackass. Uh, I'm going to after this, but uh, highlights of the EPs. What is your favorite of the EPs? Would, if you had to pick one, uh, I would say Mosquito Control because mm-hmm. uh, there's a song called Poison Eggs, and that's where you kind of get that that signature ISIS uh, guitar sound mm-hmm. on mosquito control. So if you only listen to one uh, and then you could skip, you could skip saw blade, but uh, mosquito control is, is real interesting. Okay. Very cool. Oh man. I dude, I know. Like I'm taking a fucking detour. I was so glad to go back to because it's one of those bands that I forgot. I adored like, it's it's one of those ones where we're like yeah I like them they're they're a great band I remember getting into them but fuck man like listening to them in, in depth over and over again like fuck yeah <laughs> I, I, they're inspiring for, as fuck dude they're inspiring yeah for me it's more like when I listen to them I want to like listen to them I don't want them on can't, in yeah. the background yeah the songs are I too mean, long and they're so loud that, like you can't have it in the background it's just you're gonna lose it I mean you. You can, but like, man, just sitting there with it is is so much better. Mm. All right. So ISIS, during their existence, they put out five albums. The first one was released in 2000. Last one, 2009. Okay. Let us begin. This is the first album. Released 2000. This is Celestial. Could anyone hear the music? (laughs) Could you hear the music, Alex? I can. Okay. So there's like some some new metal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Real driving, man. Real fucking. I mean, that is pretty gallopy. It's like. Yeah. It's there. There's no rapping on it, but the like. I can picture. <laughs> I can picture. Corn, yeah, like, doing something. Oh, like this. did we just mention corn again on another episode? Is yeah. that what we did? Is that what gotta we gotta do it? Gotta do it. <laughs> that little sample in between. So cool. The God Himself. Fuck, man! Already, I'm so excited because this is is already kind of giving an example. Is they there's a lot of rep. I'm just gonna stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of repetition. Like they pick a rep and they fucking stick to it, and then 
very slightly, very slightly. They alter it as it goes on, just yeah. slightly. And then that's why every song is nine goddamn minutes. Like that song, how fucking long is that? That's literally like nine and a half minutes song. Um, uh, very fucking cool. What? So I'm a, I'm gonna give this worst I, album. Okay, I knew. I knew you would. I knew you would, and I fucking disagree because this is this is so brutal. I fucking love how br- this is their most brutal album. This is their heaviest, I, their most aggressive. Yeah, yeah. It, it for sure is. It's their angriest, and it's not bad by any means. It's this. It's a gotta give it worse. If we have to give it worse, which we do, because we make our own rules, I guess. Uh, I get it. I get. I get why compared to the rest, it would be considered weaker, but. There's so much about this one that I still love. I probably would, I mean, I probably would agree with you actually a few years ago, but this time I do not. I love this one. <laughs> I love it. Going back to what you said, the the foundation is is solid though. Like yeah. if you know what the band's gonna become, you can like you can hear it in this album for sure. Uh, it's very neurosis like. We're gonna be talk, probably talking about neurosis a lot in this episode. Uh, and I mean that not just because of the heaviness, but because the type of riffs. Neurosis is a very ugly band. They they play the most upsetting riffs. Like there's the <laughs> most, there's no light whatsoever on on stuff like that. And there's a lot of that style on here. Like the the riffs are as quote unquote metal as they've ever been uh, on this album. But they still kind of every once in a while, less so than other albums. But every once in a while, they'll mix it up. They'll throw in something real fucking pretty. Uh, the goddamn chorus part to i mean not really they don't have choruses but chorus-esque part to fucking uh, <laughs> yeah. to collapse and crush which i will put on fucking right now um it's heavy sure but it's fucking beautiful and i love it and it's shit like this that gets me very excited when i'm listening to music so this is a minute 45 into collapse and crush uh You can actually hear acoustic guitars in there too. There's so much. <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. It's so good. It's still ugly and he's still sh- fucking shredding his vocal cords, but my God, is that not lovely? This is probably like mind shattering to put out in the year 2002. Hey, what else came out that year? Well, this is like some sort of peak, a base record. Yeah, this like peak new metal. So like mm. this, I, I don't know who they were like touring or playing shows with. Cause there's like no way this could have maybe people who were listening to the Melvins at the time, but that's funny too, because this is a, uh, I would call them kind of timeless. Uh, well, timeless and as far as our standards in these days. Uh, but at the time, this was not, <laughs> I, I don't, I didn't think about like how fucking like this fits in with shit that's been re- like that was released last year. Um, oh yeah. Which is crazy. This was 20 years ago. And bands are very like vocal about the uh, the impact ISIS had on them almost immediately. Like uh, that band Cult of Luna, they just 
they changed their sound completely after hearing ISIS. Yeah, ISIS is, is like continuing to be influential. Like I today am influenced by ISIS. And uh, it's just, I don't even, it's hard to, to put down because like, it's hard to put down into words because uh, I f- want to say that people who hate music will like this. Like, I don't want to say my mom, <laughs> I don't, my mom doesn't hate music, but she certainly hates when people scream. Even this, I fucking dare her to talk shit. You know what I do for those people is because after they broke up, uh, three of the members went on to do a uh, album called Palms with Chino from Deftones. I yeah. play them. I play them palms because mm-hmm. it's still it's still ISIS, yeah. but, Chino, but you got yeah. like yeah, pretty like Chino vocals, and it's like a marriage I didn't even know I wanted. It, right. Um, getting back to the album though, I like listening a lot at around the the four fifty mark. I, I really like the way the the bass and the guitar play off each other. I think that's real interesting. Four fifty, you said. Yeah, that's, around there. That's hilarious because our timestamps are like way past normal t- like song lengths. You know? Yeah, around the 10 you know, minute, 15 second mark, you're going to hear something. <laughs> hey, man, I think if I was sampling shit, if I had the brain to grab the samples and tweak them, I could I could be on top of it. But. Maybe. Uh, this is, uh, listen, uh, five fucking minutes in. Oh, God damn. It's so yeah. fucking powerful. God damn. Getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting fucking sweaty. I'm also super sweaty, dude. Like it's getting hot oh, in LA. It's hot. I can't have my AC on because the fucking sound. But I am fucking. My chest is wet. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, swarms rain. Also, a great song on here. I'm, I'm glad you're naming songs that are different than the ones that I, I noted because like. Deconstructing Towers is fucking the shit. Th- that uh, was the next one I was gonna okay. bring up. Like it. They're so specifically on that song. You're like, they are real tight as a band, as a unit. They mm. fucking come together and just uh, kill it. Yeah. Gentle time is fucking murder music. It's my, probably my favorite <laughs> song on the album. I, I would probably say my favorite song on the album. Uh, everything about it is just so goddamn. Ah, uh, it just, it just hurts. <laughs> like it, I don't yeah. know, it's a, it's the most brutal song I feel like one of their most brutal songs by by far, um, but even even at the stage, even this first album, it's still like it's still not a band for impatient people. Like there's like you like you just you just cited a, a part a five five minutes in. Like <laughs> that is not yeah. for people who are waiting for immediate gratification. Um, and a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, while the most of the album is pretty ugly, dark, and moody and stuff. Uh, like the end of the title track is for example, it's like super gorgeous, but it's like, you know, like you got to not necessarily wait for these parts, but like it just, these, these really beautiful, amazing parts at the end of the songs, they don't, they wouldn't have as much weight if they didn't take, you know, 
70 minutes building up to it. Like, I don't know. Like that's why a lot of them, I didn't even put timestamps because they don't, they're not the same unless you were with the song from the beginning. Like they, that's, they get that, there. That's true. It's, it's uh part of the reason I also like deaf heaven. Uh, Cause they're also very good at that. Uh, they've taken ISIS take it has taken the quiet, loud dynamic that a lot of artists like the Pixies use and just became kings at doing it. Yeah. So Alex is worse, but clearly not an actual worst. It's just not. Yeah. Not an actual. Yeah. And that's pretty much the consensus picking dude, picking a favorite or a best. was fucking hard, dude. So fucking hard. I went, I went back and forth and forth and changed it. Yeah. Same. Uh, but Anyway, this is the most brutal. If, if you're like fucking really in the, I mean, I guess you could work out to this. I don't even know, but listen to it, dude. It's fucking great. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, what am I doing? I just pressed play by accident. This is 2002 Oceanic. Fuck yes. <laughs> This is a really satisfying, satisfying riff. It's really punchy. It's really, it's, I mean, it's high energy for their, their standards, I guess. The places this song goes. Yeah. Oh I, my God. I wrote that down on so many song notes. The places, the places it goes. You have no idea where the song is going to end up. You have fucking no idea. With, like with most of their songs, you have no idea how it's going to end. That's part of the, the, Fun of mm. the band and what makes them great and interesting. Okay, this is so I'm gonna, I'm gonna lower it now and I'm gonna fast forward this song about five minutes to give a listener where this song goes. Okay, so you heard how it, how it starts up. You, you know that really punchy that snare is really really snappy, and then mm-hmm. five minutes in it is this. Oh, all that riff. Oh, so good. It's so, good. so triumphant. It's so triumphant. It just, it just turned into this fucking champion-esque, beautiful, that guitar line is so fucking beautiful. Ah, oh, God damn it. Great album. So this, I wanted to give this best because yeah. I feel like this is a very important album, mm-hmm. but I, I couldn't in the scheme of things, so I gave this personal favorite. Is your personal favorite? Personal favorite I, because yeah. to me, this is the album that changed changed everything. Mm. Like uh heavy heavy music would not be the same without this album. Mm. Like if they if they br- only did two albums and broke up after this, like they're still still legends. This is a fucking fantastic album. I remember this one didn't stick with me as much a few years ago when I was into them, but this time I was having some trouble. It is not, I didn't give it a best or a personal favorite, but this one I'm going to go back to a lot. I like it a lot. It's man. It's, 
it's not as melodic as like some of the later albums. Yeah, uh, because uh, Turner is still he's really screaming on this one, and uh, it's still mm-hmm. it's still very much aggressive. But the 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 build up aspect of this band is like this is prime. Uh, you got to wait to hear how this song turns out. Like, I feel like no song on here is like immediately like immediately you're gonna like it. You gotta you gotta let it sit in for a while. No, yeah. Also, I forgot to bring him up earlier. They worked with a uh, producer, Matt Bayless, who went on to work with Mastodon. Another reason they sound kind of similar. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, he's also should get some credit as, you know, influencing their sound and all that. Cause he's all, produced all their albums except for one. Mm. So he's a real, real important dude. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. You kind of hinted at it earlier. We're we're trying to talk about it and describe it, but it's something even Aaron Turner doesn't like to really do. Um, so the songs are are pretty vague. With you just kind of get these these hints. Uh, the the vocals, even if you're sitting there with the lyrics, I'm like, that's he's not saying that. Like, there's no. Yeah, it's perp- it's purposefully like uh, mysterious in a way. Mm. I appreciate I appreciate the fuck out of that. You can't hate lyrics if you don't don't know what they mean. Uh, let's see what else? What I was thinking about this this album. I'm already like losing myself. Um, <clears throat> I actually no. I'm gonna continue off of that with the the vocals. Uh, some of the most forgivable harsh vocals, and by forgivable I mean like people who don't normally like aggressive screaming stuff uh pretty much from beginning to end every from the first album to the last one uh vocals are way buried they're buried as fuck Mm -hmm. um there's clearly not a thing that they're trying to accentuate um and it's cool i like his scream i like his growls a lot but they don't need them they could i think they would they would make sense as an instrumental band uh i don't think they'd i I do like the vocals i I prefer them there Mm -hmm. but uh this I literally wrote it, wrote this on my notes. I forgot I wrote this. Uh, their vocals are so forgivable that my mom would definitely not mind them. I keep mentioning <laughs> my mom, but whatever. I think she liked this band. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like it took me a while to realize because the vocals are so buried. It took me a while to realize there are some female vocals on this album. Yeah, wait, wait is like mostly female vocals. No, Dude, yeah, 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 wait. Maritime is kind of part of weight to me. It's one song mm. pretty much like I need maritime into weight. Uh, th- that's like two of my favorite ISIS songs really? right there. See, I thought it's, I thought weight was weaker. I thought weight was one of the weaker ones. I, I like the weight a lot. It's, it's so like, if you can only pick one pretty song off the album, it's going to be the weight. Um, I feel like they're channeling some of the, the Cocteau twins mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. song. It's it is just so, it's so dreamy. dense. Yeah. Yeah. It's so dense. I mean, everything they do is dense. And then, uh, yeah, with the, the vocals being buried, did I say this already? I feel like I'm going crazy. With the vocals being buried, it plays into like the, the ocean theme of being overwhelmed. You didn't say that, but can, yeah, I get you. 
Yeah, yeah. It plays into like the being consumed and overwhelmed by this thing. Yeah, and, I would assume uh, this is a concept album. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't need it, any of the lyrics, but I'm assuming so. Yeah, most of their albums are concept albums. Mm. Uh, like this one is about a guy who's dealing with depression, emotional emptiness, and he's attracted to this uh, female being who has some mystical qualities to her. And uh, she's kind of a representation of the sea. So, so it's the lighthouse starring Robert Pattinson. It is kind of like the lighthouse. Cause yeah, like the last song, the dude fucking just walks into the ocean and kills himself. Like, Oh man, oh, this, oh, this fucking album. Um, God damn, dude! I mean, I'm just gonna throw out a couple of, like the other phenomenal, uh, Carrie. Goddamn beautiful, uh, and like from sinking, glorious, glorious. Yes, uh, I like, I like the end. That's probably one of their more more trippy songs. Um, hey, which one? The end, like the guitars are this layered. So wait, the end. Maybe oh, I. Oh, you mean the beginning, and the end? The beginning and the end? Because I don't have that I'm one a, on here. Uh, I like that song too. I may have fucked up. Whatever. Okay. I uh, fucked up my notes. Okay. But, but go on. I don't want to cut off our video, otherwise I check. And then, uh, yeah. Fal- yeah, false light is another standout. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like like halfway through with that one, it turns into this fucking this. Western dirge. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Like, ah, God damn it. Yeah. That's kind of unexpected. Uh, especially with, you know, we already talked about it a little bit, but like maritime and, and weight, uh, the, they're going, they're going real melodic real quickly, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. cause like nothing like that on the first album. Like we're already, we're already going in a direction. That's going to be real 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 a lot a lot to unpack so i'm i'm i don't know i like this album a lot uh i like a lot more than when i first heard it uh it was it was it was hard for me not to give this anything (laughs) like a lot of them are hard to not give anything but uh yeah yeah it's like and especially we we, again when we touched upon a little bit like it doesn't feel like metal this these are like really intricate rock songs but just with the brutality of a band like neurosis. Um, however, one of the, like I had to find for each album, I had to find like one thing, like why can I not give this best or my yeah, well, that, that for me was, I didn't care for how long wait was. And then the album felt, I felt the length of this album. It's real fucking long. Like they're all long, but mm-hmm. this one I was like, all right, this one is pretty long. That's the only reason I didn't give us anything. Cause like I felt like a little bit too long. Yeah. Yeah, band this this good. Uh, you're you're gonna have to do some some nitpicking. And, it is uh, a lot of nitpicking, yeah. Which is good. It's good. It's a good problem to have because, like, yeah, for me, like I said, this to me is a, a game changing album, and I I had to give it something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do agree. Some other albums are better at doing other things, but to me, it's like it doesn't exist without oceanic fair enough so we are going to move on this is shit i need to pull it up 2004 
Panopticon. Ooh, immediately. immediately. This is probably one of the first Neurosis or Isis socks I heard. Really? It's funny because it's quite so fun. Oh, no one, no one was ready for that. Ugh, love it so much. It's funny it's, because this, this song, it gives you the impression that you know what it is already. But of course, I, because it's ISIS, it, by the end of the song, it's something completely different. Also, I feel like that transition on paper should feel more abrupt or... or jarring. Uh, jarring, but it's, it's not. It just not. fucking works. Yeah. This riff specifically, I love how technically there's wrong notes in there and technically it goes into ugly territory. It still comes across, it still reads as beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like that, that little thing right there, that little tail, that's Mm -hmm. weird and ugly. And then, yeah, you get the like uh, cohesion of everyone like locking in together the way the drummer will do the the open hi-hat accents and you feel it building you feel uh fuck you listener you're gonna hear where you listen to that song on your own (laughs) hear where it goes 10 minutes later (laughs) we're still uh yeah uh you know what i had um i had my my picks before we started recording i changed them Mm -hmm. in the middle of recording personal favorite i yeah yeah this this probably has the most like accessible songs, I think. I with, guess. <laughs> I fucking guess. I guess <laughs> if ISIS had had hits, I think so did we. And in fiction, are you know two Dude. great, yeah, two great songs to get you interested into the band. The ending of in in fiction is oh, it will always it, resonate it, with it's me. One of, it's one of the greatest songs ever and that's the the ultimate we talked about it earlier that's the ultimate slow build yeah uh i want to put on a fucking six minutes into backlit (laughs) hell hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) because it's because of the the drums the the beat itself and how it's being accented with the bass line i just fucking love it so much uh where are we at let's see oh Aaron Harris, the drummer, and Jeff uh, Coxed. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Those two are per- like perfect for each mm-hmm. other. They're the, they're the best. This is a uh, backlist. Oh, love that drum. Oh, those accents are fucking awesome. Such awesome accents. Oh, God damn it. Of course, yeah, it I takes a song the, an hour to get there, but still. I think most of their songs are in like 4-5 and that kind of... You mean 5-4? Or 5-4, my yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that kind of also helps set them apart and create these 
these dreamy things. I think that there's something about that time signature where it's like yeah. you get to add, you get to add a little more. Well, the thing about five four, um, I like using five a lot. Um, there's like there's you know it's funny because like difference between five four and five eight, like they kind of simple. I don't know. It's I'm gonna go into music theory shit. And I'm gonna get like confused <laughs> myself because I'm really bad at music theory. But uh, five four a lot is especially with drums it gives you the impression at the end of the phrase because everyone's so used to hearing four, four in their brain that they think it's going to loop around at the very end, but the drum can go mm-hmm. one extra and then it'll loop around. But the drums, can, it's like the drums almost have their own autonomy within that time signature wherever. And it's, it's a really weird, hard thing to explain with words because it's fucking music. Um, but it's a really interesting time signature. I like it a lot. It's like, it's not crazy odd because it's odd enough to be like uh, unexpected but it's not too over the top where it's it's a mass territory where you can't follow it uh i fucking love five four and the way they use it is enough to it's not going to alienate people i don't think i don't think at all Um, no um do you know what uh panopticon is i don't i've heard the word a lot i think there's a band called panopticon too um it's uh based around this philosopher uh jeremy uh bedfem uh, it's an idea to build prisons where every prisoner could be viewed by one guard and so the con it's not just to like keep an eye on the prisoners but it's also to like mentally break them down because they always have eyes on them there's no mm-hmm. there's no privacy and that's a uh a theme that comes up a lot in ISIS's music is the uh, delusion of, of privacy in many, many uh, forms. So that's real depressing. God damn it, Alex. Uh, I'm assuming. I that's, mean, is that what the, yeah. the concept of this album is to be upset? Is that what that is? I think that's what most of the albums are about. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I was going to say, yeah, there's a song called Will's Dissolve. That's one of. Okay. You know what? No, no, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. That title is real depressing, but I think it also features some other more. I don't even know if it's the right word, but playful guitar playing in that song. This fucking intro. I'm going to put on the song because this is one of the few instances where their intro is like enough to grab you because of how, yep. okay, here is Will's Dissolve. But yeah, I swear to like God, it comes in <laughs> right here. Here we go. Oh. forget how long the intro is actually because <laughs> when it kicks off a little bit oh i'm gonna let it play uh we can keep talking about it. i'm gonna let this play this is such a fucking great i mean the song is great but man this whole first section 
it's funny how bands like this, you know, are very technically impressive, but they can also do a lot with very little, which we're experiencing right now. Yeah. Oh. This is orchestral as fuck. This could fit in, in like the like a movie or something. Yeah, they could if they wanted to, I'm sure they could score movies. Oh, such a good riff. It's such a great riff and there's no bass. And that's like a, such a smart songwriting decision, like or arrangement decision. Goddamn, it's too good. Too fucking. Oh. Okay, <laughs> I love it so much. So now I'm gonna start shitting on it. Uh, this is my favorite. Uh, this one I listen to the most, probably. Like I think, mm-hmm. I think I could safely say that I listen to this one the most. Um, he's uh, Turner is now starting to sing a little bit, and it is not yeah. great. It is not great. It is. It's on here. It is- huh. Oh, it's more spacey. It's less angry. It's less angry. Well, he still screams every now and then or does his, his growls. Uh, but his, the singing on this, because he continues to sing through in later albums. Uh, here is the worst example of his singing. Like he's doing this thing where he's, uh, he's kind of raspily. That's not even a word. I just made that up. He's singing notes, raspy, uh, Still trying to keep like an edge to it, but they're notes. They're actual notes. He's not hitting the wrong notes for them. He's hitting some wrong notes, but uh, it just sounds weird. It sounds like he's purposely making his voice raspy. Like it doesn't need to be raspy. Like you can scream it or sing it. Like you don't need to throw some dirt onto it. And it sounds weird. I don't really like it. And like I think uh, a good example. If you have a problem with these these song vocals, I totally get it. Um, I think. Um, Opening track in So Did We. I'm going to put on uh, two minutes, 15 seconds of that one. Um, this is pretty much what you're in for uh, with his vocals uh, when he's not screaming. This is, okay, so shit. Not ah, you're you're not, overreacting. Not offensive. You're overreacting. Not offensive. Yeah, they're not, they're not offensive. They're not horrible, but they are for sure the weakest instrument on the album. And it's like mm-hmm. when you hear a weak instrument with a band like ISIS, like, ooh, what's that? What's going on there? Um, I think I think some bands you end up with people being forced to be singers and they kind of adapt with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think anyone in ISIS or him, there's some other bands I can't think of, but yeah, I don't think they're sitting there like, I want to be a singer. I think they're sitting there like, well, we got a good thing going and fuck it. One of us is just going to bite the bullet and do it. That's funny too, because like, I mean, you get the a band like Russian Circles every now and then where they're just like, fuck it, we're all instrumental. But 
there's something about vocals, even if they're bad or they're not spectacular, that you can't, you just want them, especially in song format. Um, and by song format, I mean like not you know classical Baroque romantic music. Uh, you want them there, and then plus with the studio stuff, you can make them passable. And here they're they're passable. They're not like obviously this is my favorite one, so it's not like a deal breaker. Uh, but I definitely see how people looking for something to not like. That's what they would pick on this album. If you had to pick mm-hmm. pick something to not like, it would be him trying to sing. Um. Also, uh, altered chorus. It's cool, but way too fucking long compared to like compared to the rest. This one is is a strictly strictly mood. Uh, and that one, hmm? that one has just saying Chancellor from uh, Tool on there on oh, really? bass. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so maybe that's why it's long. They felt like, oh, we got just and we gotta do. Yeah, like an elongated segment to get his stuff in. Just keep him here as long as we possibly can. Don't <laughs> leave, please. Uh, it's it's cool, but yeah, it, it's um, it's like fucking borderline nine minutes, you know, eight and some change. And whereas the rest of the songs are that long, they all do a bunch of shit. They all do a bunch of shit. Yeah, this one doesn't doesn't, and it's like yeah, you know. and and also it's also interesting because. The closing track is Grinning Mouths, which is fucking great. But the way Altered Chorus slowly, slowly, slowly fades out, you expect it to be the end of the album. And then Grinning Mouth comes on, which is another long ass song. So it ends up tricking you into feeling like it's longer than it should be um, just by the, the, the song order. But uh, much like the last one, or Oceanic, uh, perfect example of the of them just building up you gotta you gotta fucking wait you gotta be patient you gotta be interested you gotta be invested into this like yeah they yeah yeah yeah. these are like the the big two of isis albums Mm. to me that's is that the consensus among fans and people it seems Uh, seems like it it was for a while but Mm. uh i felt like something else disrupted that, which we'll get into. We'll we'll get to we'll get to everything pretty much. Uh, so, um, but yeah, for sure they those two albums had the biggest impact out of yeah. everything they did. So this is this is your best, right? No, no, no. no I didn't oh, give this, you didn't give, I didn't give this anything. So this, this was your oceanic it, to me. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. it pains me not to I give understand. it something. I understand. It was holding some titles until I get it. Yeah, I get it completely. I get it. Literally in the middle of recording, I changed my mind. Like, <laughs> so yeah, this is yeah, it's my favorite. It's I don't know. It's fucking good. Whatever. We've said this many times. We like this band. Okay, let us move on. This is uh, 2006 and the absence of truth. This is probably like the best craziest drumming on an ISIS album. Ooh, we're gonna fight. <laughs> I don't think we will. I think I don't we think will. We will. 
Oh, this is a great-ass riff, though. I forgot about that. I think if you're someone who this, like, likes riffage, these, this drumming is... See, I feel about that about the actual riffs in this one. This one, I feel, is pretty excessive. Like, like already, it's kind of, it's pretty hooky. Mm-hmm. And I say this song it only gets hookier. <laughs> we'll get to it but this is probably like the first like real clean vocals too yeah um on the whole album too they're pretty pretty clean i hope we get to it i mean clearly you, everyone listening knows it's building up to something like yeah it's pretty pretty apparent uh, I mean, but yeah by shocking. now you should yeah. know <laughs> it's funny because we're already like fucking two minutes in and it hasn't started yet we're like whatever we we know it's gonna get there. Like we can't listen to the whole fucking song. Um, so before you say it, are yeah. you? Uh, yeah, and I'm not mad at uh, you giving it worse. Worst album, it, yeah. yeah. It, it makes sense to me because yeah. uh, going back and re-listening to it in the scheme of things, I was like, something's off about this one. Yeah. Doesn't something's <laughs> off? It's it's technically amazing. There's some great songs on there, but mm-hmm. uh, something's off. Some some of their best songs too, like uh, that opening track, "Rest of Kings," fucking real good, uh, amazing. Not in rivers, but in drops, lovely, fucking awesome. Hundred shards. Oh, I mean, sorry, one thousand shards. Oh, 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 oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. And fucking uh, Fridius E. Berean or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, the closing two track. Oh, yeah. so good. However, you mentioned the drums. That is one of the reasons I gave it worse. They are repetitive as sh- like that dude is doing the same tribal shit on every song, but one, uh, I don't remember which one he's not doing it on or, or two, because one of them is like an ambient kind of short track. Um, he's doing that tribal shit on most of them. And it's not that it's bad. It's not a bad drum fill or drum beat or anything. It's just in the context of how dense these guys are known to be. When you hear a thing repeating over like in every song, like they couldn't do like something else. And it's like being super spoiled because like, mm-hmm. uh, these are still great songs that did stick out to me quite a bit. This is, this is how good ISIS is, is that one of their weaker albums is still an amazing, pretty, it's still pretty spectacular pretty in good. terms of worst albums. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Pretty, um, pretty, pretty, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, one doing research for it, it's uh, an album the band did not like. Uh, some of the members were in LA while recording it. Some of them were in New York. So Wait, where are they from? They, uh, they're from Boston. They're one of the only good things to come out of Boston. Stop, stop ragging on Boston, Alex. You do it every fucking episode. <laughs> I have to do it. I don't like get it. Cor- What's wrong with Boston? <laughs> the corn episode. I'm just going to do it every episode unless it's ISIS. ISIS is amazing. Uh, go on, go on, go on. So, um, so yeah, I know they weren't happy with the final results and, um, they, they acknowledged it. And I think that's, that's awesome of mm-hmm. them to be that self-aware because, uh, 
I feel like a lot of bands would be trying to like jump through hoops and say, Oh, Just well this am. and that. Yeah, I get it. But, but yeah, conceptually I want to love it. Cause there's some crazy shit going on. Like, um, like one of my favorite books, the house of leaves is an inspiration for this. Wait, what's the, and what's the, what's the book is that? House of Leaves is an insane, very meta, like fourth wall breaking book that has like cliff notes for cliff notes. It's about this junkie who finds a script to a movie and then weird things start happening to him in his life. But you're reading like the script Mm -hmm. with him and the script has footnotes and his life has footnotes. And there's like... It's it's crazy. There's like little puzzles that you can do if you want. They're there if you want. If not, just keep reading the book. It's it's a crazy book. Uh, another influence, Jorge Luis Borges, uh, Labyrinths. He's a crazy, crazy author too. So it's like uh, conceptually, I want to love it. But it's not, there is that that disconnect. We uh we we didn't talk about it, but I also do like Holy Tears, and I think that's one of the first songs where um not that they didn't have electronics and keyboards before they're there yeah yeah they're always there but Holy Holy Tears is probably the first one where it's like really in front where it's mm-hmm. more of a focus instead of a uh, complimentary thing yeah uh, this whole album in general is they're most mellow they're it's a pull it's like the it's funny how you picked the first one was the worst and that was the most harsh this is the most mellow and this, mm-hmm. uh, i mean mellow is relative of course uh but uh turner is mostly singing on here there is very yep. little harsh harshness or screaming or growling and he sounds good like infinitely better than the last album um he's there's no more trying to throw some some dirt or some rasp onto it it's way cleaner it sounds way 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 better uh but i'm left craving more like judging just by how heavy the fucking band is i want some shouting i want some i want some growling uh it works so, like it's always worked with the band and it always sounded good um and also uh here there's compared to the last two there's way less like build up there's there's less of like where every song was this kind of slow build to this gigantic culmination at the end these are more they're still super intricate with a bunch of complex arrangement and stuff but they don't have like these epic outros the way every song like post-rock stuff the way the the other albums did which is also kind of ironic because of how much more post-rock this is sounding yep uh it, it's you know dabbling a lot more in, in clean guitars um the the drums also in addition to being kind of repetitive by my standard my standards by my repetitive in my opinion uh the snare is really timbali-esque we're like really ringy it's, and really hype, you know, on the high end. It is. It doesn't sound like uh, the drums on previous albums. It doesn't. I don't care for it too much. It's not a deal breaker by any standards, but uh, it is. It is different. It's interesting. Yeah, this one definitely has a, has a personality to it, and it is my least favorite of the personalities. I think. And yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at that because. Uh, I I was debating also giving it mm-hmm. before I finally decided on Celeste, mm-hmm. but but yeah, their their worst albums are still 
yeah. worth listening to and digging into. And I still think I'm going to listen to this one again. Like this is oh one of the, one yeah. of the better of the <laughs> of uh, all listen, worst albums. Yeah, I'm going to listen to all these albums. I'm not like yeah, yeah. No way, I'm not revisiting them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also, just a quick, quick another another note. Uh, outro to, to Dulcina. Uh, I wrote ooh, that down too. Goddamn, it's weird. It's weird because it's ISIS and they play that cool riff on the outro and it's fucking awesome. And you would think, Oh, it's ISIS. I'm going to hear it forever. Yeah. And it's real short for ISIS. What is it like three minutes long? Is that short for ISIS? (laughs) No, I I know. know, Yeah, maybe it might be like two minutes, but yeah, it's, it's a really cool fucking riff that uh, you won't really hear me say about any other ISIS songs. It's a really cool riff that doesn't get explored as much as their other ones. Yeah. This one I do, uh, this whole album I think uh, is not too bad for, for new people because of how hooky it is. Like that main riff to a thousand shards, like, God damn, I dare you to fucking not get off to that. I dare you. Mm -hmm. Don't have an orgasm. I dare you. Pun intended. This it's missing the weight of the previous two to me. Yeah, it's and it's all yeah. Again, like that that lack of buildup is pretty notice. It's not noticeable if you're just coming this dry. Uh, but having heard the the fucking masterpieces that we just listened to, like you definitely notice like there's something missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, let us move on to the last album. We are there. We are fucking excited. It's very obvious how we feel about this last album. Just <laughs> by process of elimination. This is 2006. Wait, what? 2006? 2009. I worked on the wrong year. Nine. Yeah. 2009. Wavering Radiant. so happy dude like in the absence of truth had to happen to get to this album though this riff is so good it's one of the the best songs ever Ellen again, it sounds like. Yep. Oh. Okay. Okay, let's, uh, Let's do it in synchronization. One, two, three. Best album. Best album. Yep. Oh, man. man. Oh, man. <laughs> this album, like, yeah, it, like, broke me. It broke the band, like, because, like, for what, eight eight years, I was like, you got the, the big two of Panopticon and Oceanic. And then it's like, fuck, this is, mm-hmm. like... After uh, Absence of Truth, like, I feel like a, 
I don't know if it's the right term, but like a fire was lit under their ass where they're like, we're better than this. Mm-hmm. We know we're better than this. Uh, they're they're going to take their time. I think this is the longest gap between recordings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's still not uh, that so, long. It's like three years. That's not that long. Yeah. yeah it took them about two and a half years to from inception to the final product to do it. But, um, man, it's fucking amazing. And then it's like, I was riding high on it and like, I never like properly seen them live. And then they were like, we're fucking breaking up. It's funny. Cause I listened, I didn't get into them till way after they broke up, but I remember them breaking up. And being like, oh, that's I, a bummer. And I didn't even listen to them, but I knew it was like sad. The tickets sold out so fast. And man, like we talked about how they're not like really a famous band, but they're famous enough that scalpers knew because the second hand ticket, the scalping tickets, I saw them go for like 300 bucks. Whoa. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, piece of so, shit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if I was a richer person, I, I might've paid that because, uh, uh, man, if, yeah, if you got to see this band headline, fucking I'm jealous. I know. Oh man. So many things on here. Like I, I liked this one a lot years ago when I was into them. This is my favorite back then. And I forgot, I just forgot. I hadn't heard it in so long that I was listening to all these, all the previous albums. Like, yeah, these are fucking good. I'm not, I know I'm going to like the last one, but I didn't realize like, Oh, this is fucking them in their perfect form. This is, yeah, I, I didn't realize that either because initial it's like one of those times where I had to sit back and this sounds ridiculous, but I have to think about the definition of the word, the best. Yeah. And this is like you said, this is their final form. They, this is a band. You listen to this album and you're like, they can fucking do anything and they will do anything. Uh, it's like, it's still not exactly in the same style as, uh, Oceanic or Panopticon where it's like these slow buildups to this giant thing. It's more every, these, every song is super massive and super deep. Uh, so there, it doesn't feel like this, this payoff at the end. However, there are so many amazing moments. Like, like it's like, it doesn't, I don't feel like I'm missing that. I don't, I don't, I'm not longing for that with here. Everything like with the, that opening track, Hall of the Dead, it starts off with that fucking killer riff, right? But then it, it still does a bunch of shit. And by the end of it, it's completely different. Just like, just like the other, earlier albums, but in a completely different way, you don't feel like it culminated. It just feel like it, it just has a million amazing riffs in it. It's yeah. God damn man. When the organs kick in on that song, you can yeah. like you can feel it in your in your chest when those organs come in. Like fucking, it's fucking yeah. it's real good. This is the only album not produced by Matt Bayless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they said it wasn't like it wasn't like uh disagreement or anything. It was just like it kind of got too like formulaic. So they were like, we're this, I forgot to write down the producer of this album, but they're like, well, this brings someone in to kind of push us out of our comfort zone this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to have fucking worked, man. I, I swear. I, like I said, I'm like, so I can't really think of a lot of instances where a band was like, yeah, you know, we, 
we weren't as good as we could be on that last album. And then this fucking comes out and hits a, a huge home run. Like, mm. or maybe bands this aren't, don't like being that honest about it, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, this one was produced by Joe Barisi, I think, or Barisi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, I mean, he's in, he fits the bill, you know, Melvin's Caius tool. Uh, yep. Concerning his fucking Jesus lizard in Tomahawk. Yeah. Interesting. Good, good fucking good. Uh, also, resume. also, I forgot to bring that up on, uh, Oceanic. They signed to Ipecac records, oh, which Ipecac, is yeah. owned by Mike Patton. Yeah. Ipecac. So that's a, that's a, that's a good label. Um, that is a good label. Yeah. A lot of Melvin stuff on there. If you like the Melvins, which you should. Um, but anyway, I don't even know. Like I could just pick a thing. Um, uh, but I, I, I'm going to start with something that is, is one of my favorite songs of all time. I think it is one of the best songs ever fucking written. And that is of course, 20 minutes, 40 years. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's, it's amazing. And it's well, they only have two music videos and that's one of them. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, I haven't seen it. I think I look at it. Um, the breakdown at four minutes in. Oh, oh, oh. It goes from being this heavy, dark, scary sounding fucking song to being the most beautiful goddamn thing. Oh, my. Oh, it comes out of nowhere, too. You don't see it coming. You don't see the song going there. But, you know, shocking that this band surprises within one song. Um, for, for me, uh, Hand of the Host. Mm hmm. There's so many good riffs on there. I was like, if they were a normal band, you probably could get five different songs oh, yeah. out of that. Yeah. Uh, but they're yeah. they're so good. They're like, we're just gonna throw it all in on one. This. And to that to that point, these songs are so dense. It's intimidating. Like, it's just they're epic all the way through. It's uh... a, a lot of bands. I can listen to multiple albums in a day and feel like I can soak it in pretty good. But yeah, this, I could only do one album a day. There really? is, it, it, there is no way I could, could like do multiple mm. albums a day and feel like I was doing it giving it service. my full attention. Yeah. I was doing a couple, maybe well, sometimes I would do two in one day, but I would listen to them so many fucking times and I would go back and I went back to like, yeah, I, 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 I was all over the place. I was listening to these a lot. Um, but uh, one thing that uh, an actually interesting thing that, that stuck out to me was uh, the shoegazy, shoegazy ass guitar in Stone Awake Sleeping Serpent. It is mm -hmm. exact. It sounds exactly like the guitar on Sleep by Godspeed. Godspeed Black Emperor. Um, interesting. Which is Sleep is that's that 20, 30 minute song is one of the best things in all of music. I urge mm -hmm. everyone who hasn't heard it to listen to it. And it sounds just like it really repetitive and, and echoey and shoegazy and fucking melancholy as hell. Uh, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Uh, I think the, the weakest track is the closer threshold of transformation. But like by the time it comes on, like the, the rest have already put you in this sort of mood and this, it already set up the, the cards so well that it doesn't it like it's weak. It's the weakest. Yeah, I guess, but it doesn't really matter at this point. It's it's, I will say it's odd how fast this album goes by. These are still long songs. This is still ISIS. It's still a pretty, uh, link. I think it's the shortest at 55 minutes, That's but, um, pretty short for their standards. 
But yeah, man, I just can't uh, can't say enough good things. I don't usually do this, but let me show you guys. Let me grab it off my wall real quick. Uh, a piece of my Uh-oh. collection. Go ahead, go ahead, do it, do it, do it. While Alex does that, I will also note, even though you probably can't hear me. Um, wait, did you grab it? I did grab it. Okay, what is it? Okay, so uh, they did a split with the Melvins after this, so they were already broken up. And uh, I used to go to this place, Vacation Records, and which was, I think it was co-owned by Hydrohead. Mm-hmm. Hey, where's Aaron that at? Turner's label. So as like a bonus, uh, you got Aaron Turner art that he drew on the like um, when they press vinyl, there's always some bad ones. Mm-hmm. So he drew art on. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, that's rad, dude. <laughs> so yeah. for, for audio listeners, it's a vinyl with actual art like painted on top of the vinyl. Uh, yeah. In the Turner. style of wavering radiant yeah that's oh that's fucking awesome dude oh jesus wait uh you said vacation records where's that at um they were in silver lake i think they still are they this is the second time they've moved Mm -hmm. locations though i i don't know their what their deal is anymore i haven't been in a while and i apologize to that because it sounds like it sounds like a a solid place if they're they're handing that out (laughs) not handing it out but you know what i mean Apparently, there were people who were upset that they're like, "What does everyone in LA, you know, get get it, and no one else gets a chance?" I'm like, "Well, fucking go to LA." Then. Listen, I don't like living in LA. Okay, I don't like it. But this is it's LA, New York. Okay, that's that's just that's, <laughs> that's the way it is. Happen. That's the way it is. Okay, I'm sorry. Fuck. <laughs> but anyway, uh, vacation record sounds very cool. Um, this one, uh, before you grab that, I was thinking, um, it's kind of like the, the, it's like the best harmony of everything they're good at. So his vocals are the best in terms of sung and growled. Like mm-hmm. it has both in equal parts. It has, there's never, you're never left craving one more than the other. They both sound fucking fantastic. The writing is as hooky as ever. You're not waiting a thousand years for a song to fucking explode at the very end. Um, and every song is so damn diverse. You just tackle so many different moods and feelings in each one. And yeah, they're a fuck, they're like a day long each. Yeah, they're long. But if you have the patience and if you like challenging music, this is oh, this is bliss. Oh, this yeah, God. man, what a fucking again the self awareness of these guys to this be like, all right, we're we're done. And wait, why did they break up? What the fuck? <laughs> they were kind I it kind of sounds like they were maybe getting on each other's nerves but they didn't hate each other and they kind of felt like, well, we've said all we feel like we can say. Mm. We don't full-blown hate each other yet. Let's just call it a day. Well, we're still all friends. Really? While That's our mu- so while, unexpected. <laughs> while our music is still intact, like 
the self-awareness of these guys is, is crazy. I love them as people now because that is not easy to do, especially with pressures. When you're, when you're fucking selling out like that and you're making shit that people are loving to, to also, it doesn't make any sense because this was their most commercially successful album. This album sold the most. It doesn't, make any fucking that's, that's sense. That's what Big Black did, right? They they quit when they were at their most popular. I'm not as knowledgeable about them, but I'll, I'll I believe, take your word on I believe that's true. Uh, of course, Steve Albini went on to do many bigger things than Big Black, but that's another band that kind of quit while they were ahead. Uh, that's... It seems I couldn't even imagine me being strong enough to do that. I couldn't imagine <laughs> quitting at the peak. I yeah, let myself they, die and be broke before I quit. They announced it well, like touring in support of the album so mm-hmm. yeah i can't also that can't be easy too when it's like hey this is your best-selling album and uh you're seemingly on the up and up but uh it it worked out for them we talked about uh palms yeah, so earlier what else have they done since um, I'm not sure about the Palms members, but Aaron Turner went on to start a band with a bassist from Russian Circle called Sumac, which is fucking awesome. I it haven't is, heard them. I'm excited now. I love both those bands. Well, love ISIS and Russian Circles, so I think I need, I need to do that. Sumac is, there's nothing pretty. It's pure. It's appropriate. He looks like a caveman now because it is, <laughs> it is pure primal, heavy, heavy shit. Okay. And then uh, it's ironic that you're wearing the Zeal and Ardor shirt because oh, yeah. they they reunited in a one-off show, benefit show for their friend in 2018. I don't know how. I didn't fucking hear about it. I didn't hear about it. Wait, what does it, fr- what does it do with Zeal and Ardor? Oh, I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go on. So I didn't know about it. My friend had an extra ticket, hits me up, and I'm like, fuck... I, the only problem is I'm going Zeal and Ardor with her friend Ariana. Oh. I can't leave her hanging. Let oh, me see uh-huh. if, if she can find someone else to go with her because I love Zeal and Ardor, but obviously priorities. Yeah, yeah. And she couldn't find anyone to go oh. with her, so I, I couldn't fucking go. And uh, I'm not going to leave her high and dry. Right, right. And, uh, Sound, sounds like you hate your friend Ariana. I'm sorry, our friend Ariana. <laughs> No, not at all. No, we love you. We love you, Ari. We love you. It has to do with me being an idiot, not knowing they were doing a fucking reunion show one night only. Uh, That's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty heartbreaking. Ah, yeah. I don't know. I have. I hold out hope that they will do another. Yeah, I feel like because they did the one off show and they don't hate each other. There's always a glimmer of uh, of hope. Uh, It's exciting, too, because like. It's hard. I mean, it's kind of almost hard for me to to really re- process that. Yeah, these guys have been around for twenty fucking years. Because it not It's it's within my. It life. does. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. So it's within my lifetime. It doesn't feel that long. But it's been it's been a while. It's been a, it's been a, been a while. But they're young. You know, I I don't know. I hope they would do a few more one offs or something at at least. Um. But, goddamn, I love this band so much. <laughs> They're all all talented dudes. Yeah, and it, yeah, I'm I'm glad that they're not like in the in the camp uh, uh, as most other broken up bands where they fucking hate each other's guts. That's really unexpected, honestly. Like that's that's really surprising. 
Yeah, I don't know if any other band has like done that, like realized, hey, we're gonna we're gonna hate each other if we keep going, and yeah. our our friendships are more valuable. Then, oh, that's beautiful. I love these guys. I fucking fucking love. Them. Okay, okay. Let's let's recap. Let's recap. Okay, so my picks. 2004 Panopticon. That is my personal favorite. It was not easy to choose anything. I didn't even realize it was my personal favorite until recording in the middle of the episode. <laughs> uh, in the absence of truth, 2006. That's my worst. It is worse by default, just because it, I don't know. You could you can make an argument for your least favorite and best for all these albums. I feel like, but uh, mm-hmm. for me, that's that was my weakest. And of course, like we just ranted and raved for a fucking while now. 2009 Wavering Radiant. Best Alex. Worst Celeste, this because I feel like they're celestial. This because I feel like they're better musicians than what that is, but there's still great songs on there. Oceanic, personal favorite, fucking game changing album in my eyes. And then the best, the band in their final form, the band that can fucking do anything, uh, Wavering Radiant. Thank you so much for listening to all this shit and watching and everything. Oh, if you like us and you want to support us, I ranted and I begged, I begged, I pleaded and begged, <laughs> and I'm going to do it again. Please subscribe on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the places you listen to your fucking people talking. Uh, of course, if you want to listen to the playlist that we put together for our favorite songs, I really have no idea how long that playlist is going to be. I, I feel it's going to be tough to narrow it down. <sighs> I added my songs and it's at an hour 20. So, <laughs> so it's a long playlist. Yours, guys. It's a long playlist. Yeah. But if you're in the mood for ISIS, it doesn't fucking matter how long it is because every song is three days long. Uh, you can find links to that in the description of wherever you're listening and watching as well as every album We got a playlist associated with every single episode. So there's plenty of things that we do and all that and whatever. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Pope Jesse Ventura and my music and all that shit. I'm a musician, by the way. It doesn't matter. Who cares? You can find that at, at Pander Monkey. So Alex. At Mother Puncture. And I think it does matter that you're a musician because you're uh, able to add a, another perspective and sometimes explain things that I don't have the words to. And I'm listening to it. And I'm like, I think Michael, he'll be able to elaborate more and explain why it works or why it doesn't work. So thank you very much for that. I hope I did not disappoint. But again, thank you. Oh, man, I didn't even like I, I want last song. We both want last song, but you're going to get last song because oh, you're grandfather. You know what? In. I'm, I'm going to be nice. Let's uh, your favorite song from Wavering Radiant. I think that's a perfect because much like picking what their best and favorite album, it's I can't even it's begin. We hard. talked about it. I think uh, in the uh, in the spirit of ISIS and uh, friendship, <laughs> let's do that. Hell yes, you are a sweet man, and thank you all so much for listening and watching. This is twenty minutes, forty years from raving. Well, wavering radiant. Thank you. See ya.